You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back. Episode 87 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this episode is brought to you by MyPillow, the world's most comfortable pillow. Uh, not the slogan, Ryan. Still not God, the slogan. I still didn't get it. You'll get it one day. Um, anyways, uh, use promo code GRAPES. Save up to 50% off. And that'll bring us right into the Vikings victory over the Texans, 31-29. Got the first win, 1-3. 1-3, you can't go 13-3 without three losses. Got got their coach fired. Zimmer seems to do that a lot. Loves getting coaches fired. Uh, He deserves it. Uh, Got their GM fired. Yeah. Same guy, turns out. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Got their play play caller fired. Oh, my. They just taken over play calling, apparently. And his play calling was not very good. No. It's I, one of those, it's like you had Deshaun Watson, but you seem to not know how to run a decent team at all. Yeah. I don't know. Not great weapons either. So he's fired. That's coach number one. I would have thought it was going to be Adam Gase or Dan Quinn. But Bill O'Brien, first coach fired. Well, it's, it's pretty bad when you're 0-4 and you don't have your first or second pick. I've I was because I went to Houston. And I was, we were leaving the stadium, and some of their fans were like, "Trevor Lawrence time!" And then, like the smarter fans would yell, "We don't have our first round pick." They were, you know, they're turning on each other. It was fantastic. It was a great thing to watch. And that's funny that they're like Trevor Lawrence time. I don't know. Like I know he's supposed to be the elite. greatest thing since sliced bread, but it, you do have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, like what? It, I feel like it's more of just like, what do we have to root for now? Trevor Lawrence, I guess, and maybe it's more s- of. Uh, like, we can root to trade that pick for a million things. Yeah, but you also don't have a second-round pick yeah, either. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad in uh, Houston. Not good. Uh, so should we jump into some Teddy, some Troys? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll throw the first one out there. We'll give it to uh, Delvin Cook. Guy's good. Go to football. Kind of an interesting game. Never had, like, a super long run, but had a whole bunch of really good runs. And then just some ridiculous, like, breaking tackles. I mean, his touchdown... Where he's like getting pulled down, breaks the free from second the second one. First one, he just he trots right, right in, in looks there, yeah. you know, classic, smooth Dalvin Cook. But the second one, he's getting yanked down, breaks out of that, then switches the ball and just pushes Vernon Hargraves. Like like that Re- dude turning the corner. And yeah. yeah, is that guy not must not be a very physical corner because that he got pushed straight back. It was kind of embarrassing for him. Like I feel like watching that back with your coaches, they're gonna be like, that was pathetic. Yeah. You got it was pathetic. Straight up shoved <laughs> backwards. Yeah, not good. So. Delvin Cook, uh, has he made the Teddies every week? I feel like he has. Yeah, I don't know who would have made it the Colts game. That was the biggest debacle of a game, I feel like. And maybe we didn't give him one against yeah. the Packers. Yeah, I guess most of what we did was in the second half passing. So, But he leads the NFL in rushing yards. Yeah, and he had a career-high 27 carries. Yeah, it was third, like, I think in the third quarter, I was like, 22 carries already, like early third. I was like, what's happening right now? What, we had dominated the time of possession. We dominated like every category in the first half. And I believe the Texans are bottom five for sure in rush defense. I y- have to yards imagine. Allowed. I mean, one of their starting D linemen is the PJ Hall guy that was traded to us and failed a physical. And then, I mean, JJ Watt, pretty good, but. Their linebackers, I know they've got Bernard Drake McKinney and then they Cunningham. just resigned Zach Cunningham, but both of those guys kind of look pathetic to me as well. Yeah, so. Their defense didn't look good. They didn't look interested in tackling Delvin Cook. No, I think they, he broke like 11 tackles. You know who they should bring back? Wade Phillips, because he knows how to use those guys. 
well, what is it, Romeo Cornell now? Who was their, he was already their D corner, but he's their interim head coach, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, so. Really? Yeah. Isn't does it, that surprise you? Because I thought uh, that that Anthony Weaver is their Never heard D coordinator. Um, Maybe Romeo was the uh, assistant to the head coach slash what was the Kubiak advisor? Uh, offensive yeah, advisor? defensive advisor, consultant. Yeah, maybe whatever, he's doing yeah. that role. So Delvin Cook, uh, I also had him as a Teddy, but I, I have four Teddies down. So you know, we can I think it. I've got five. Like yeah. I mean, it was a win. Okay, things were good. Exactly. Things went well, I'll throw out uh, our run defense. Okay. I feel like it's been horrible this whole year until this week. We finally did okay. Could it be because the Houston Texans suck. I don't know. It could be because yeah, there's that. David Johnson also not very not good. Not very good. Not very like they never really had a good run ever. Yeah, I think their best run probably came in the first quarter, and I think it was like an eight-yard yeah, run like eight from yard. like David Johnson. They kept trying to run too. Like it was a lot of oh here slam it into a nothing lot for of three yards. Random draws in the yeah. final like three minutes of either the half or the game. There was it was a, like, a couple oh. times I turned uh, whoever was next to me and just like. What what are they running it for? Like what are you doing? At best, you're getting in six yards. It's funny because in the final drive, they ran a draw under three minutes and then threw like a slant, and they used like thirty seconds of game clock and then took a timeout. It was like yeah. okay, so if you're going to just like plan to get six yards, why don't you you know draw up a play where you know that's final option instead of just oh here's a draw they're not expecting a draw let's give it to duke johnson not the man we traded our best receiver for no oh, it was a david lot johnson of, but at the stadium it was a lot of just bringing up the fact that they traded hopkins <laughs> it's like anytime like david johnson did something stupid i think he dropped a ball on the first drive the one where dancer just smashed him in the back and then dancer got up like seemed like he hurt himself and it was like oh great that sucks but johnson dropped the ball and it's like ah i don't know if he was worth deandre hopkins you know i don't know david johnson <laughs> Um, but yeah, the three first three games, our run defense basically would get shoved back, and then just get five yards of play. So it was nice to see us actually hold the hold the line a little. Yeah, I know they've only got really like Larry Tunsil, who they traded two first for, but I mean, yeah, that's a pathetic offensive line. So it was really nice to see us actually get some push and just not mm-hmm. manhandled by a bad offensive line. It's funny that it, it always seems like like maybe it's hindsight, but. Because I thought, I was like, oh, Texans, yeah, they'll probably win their division, or they'll be good. But then you play them, and it's like, that team doesn't have any good players. Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. Laramie Tunzel, I guess. Yeah. Who it, else is, like, really good? Like, Merciless, pretty good, I guess? He's pretty good. Is that Cunningham I, supposed to be good? Didn't look good, but maybe he's usually good. Yeah, I know they don't have any really good corners. I know Bradley Roby's okay. Uh, on the but like, back end of his career. Yeah, um, Vernon, like you said, Vernon Hargraves, he's not good. He was already cut by, bus. Yeah, cut by Tampa. Lonnie Johnson is that uh, second-round rookie corner they took last year. Um, Reed, the safety, I think, is someone people like. Yeah. a lot of Reed jerseys. Uh, it just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's kind of like when we played the Saints and we beat them. It's like, you know, that team seems like if you, if you game plan it right, you can beat them because they don't really have... Yeah, and even on offense, like we said, bad offensive line, uh, like no tight. I mean, Jordan Akins, if you want to. It's a lot of just Kenny very Stills. mediocre players. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're all, all like mediocre players. Yeah. And they, like, most of them played pretty well when the defense was attracted to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's like, oh, this would be a per- What you need to get is that number one guy. You've got the two, the three, the four. You need the number one. Like, Will Fuller is a great number two. He's a burner. I mean, he had 100 yards on us. He was 
played pretty well. But then you have Randall Cobb, good slot guy. But uh, Kenny like, Stills, burner. Yeah, they're and, all, they're all like pushed up one slot too high. So I mean, Brandon Cooks, that guy. Oof, that was another one. Every time he dropped a ball, it's like. And they've got three. So they've got three burners, uh, in Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Stills. You said Kenny Stills, but like they don't know how to get open. Like you're fast, cool. But yeah. if they're expecting straight line speed and our game planning against it, it's easy to cover. And we're not like shat, you know, moving our coverage to, you know, oh, we got to make sure we shade towards DeAndre Hopkins. So now Will Fuller's busting loose or Brandon Cooks. It's like you guys are all kind of not that good. So you're fast, but eh, it's a bunch of role players. David yeah. Johnson is kind of a role player at this point too. Like he's not dynamic anymore. So I don't know. Not not the. Uh, the best roster. I mean, Deshaun Watson scares you, but now like, coming in the next week, it's like they have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson. Yeah, it's a lot scarier. So I don't and know. And Russell Wilson's their quarterback, yeah. and he's been money. Yeah, he's. I mean, Watson's really good. Wilson's better. Yes. Uh, anyways, we'll probably get into Russell Wilson later. Uh, yeah. Another Teddy, I got uh, the the rookie Justin Jefferson. Good at football. Yeah, it's official, not a fluke. Week, you know, the last week was, you know, it wasn't just, wasn't just, you know, a one and done. This guy's good. Yeah, four for over a hundred. He is Pro Football Focus's highest graded wide receiver on the year, which he wasn't around for the first two weeks. So last two clearly shows how good he is. Mm-hmm. And it does mean whenever he did play, he was getting open. Maybe he just wasn't getting the ball because he wasn't getting enough snaps or whatever it was. But yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like you go back and rewatch it, and he's even why like he's pretty open even when he's not getting the mm-hmm. football. Because PFF they look at every play. It's not just like oh you made four big plays, cool. It's like okay, well when he threw to Thielen, were you running? You know, were you open over here, or were you you know just slacking off or not open? But yeah, he's really good. He made a lot of clutch plays too, where it was third down and it's not looking like we're gonna get there, and all of a sudden he just. Contest and catch it, pulls it down, back shoulder throw. Yeah, a bunch of a uh, bunch of crossing routes this week. It seemed yeah. like from him, and yeah, he's really good uh, in the contested catches. He's we were talking about it just a little bit earlier. He's really long, mm-hmm. and that really helps. He can uh, just pluck it out of the air. Like yeah, the one crosser where he had the guy you know right on his back, but like he just grabs it above his head and pulls away from him. Like there's nothing the guy can really do. Yep. And there was one earlier where he was going from right to left and he, you know, had another guy on his backside and usually you'd have to do a little little jump to kind of snag the ball out there, but Kirk knows how long he is and he just plucked it out. I mean he got tackled immediately after, but I mean the man's good. The man It's it's really nice because BC was clearly Kind of like the Texans, like he was one role too high for himself. He needs to be that like spot starter, fourth receiver, third receiver. And yep. he was first two weeks he was trying to be the number two and it just wasn't working. Now he's back in his right role and our offense has two weapons again. I mean the Diggs trade already, like, now I'm not saying we won because they got a really good player too, but the fact that we hit on Jefferson, I mean. And comparing Jefferson right now to what we see, to Diggs, but like Jefferson being on a rookie deal. Jefferson's 21 years old. Yeah, I mean, I, Diggs is what, 26 maybe? Yeah. But again, you're paying Diggs like 12 million a year or whatever compared to four or five mm-hmm. or whatever you're paying Jefferson right I, now. I think anyone would right now would trade, I guess not anyone, but like I would trade Diggs for Jefferson straight up. Yeah, I think the only thing that would have made this trade better is if we started using Jefferson a little earlier. Yeah, it's kind of actually annoying that we. 
Jefferson had BC start the first two games. Yeah, Jefferson called uh, the this first month his preseason, so yeah. now he's you know. Now I he's like his. I like his attitude and like he's a little cocky, but he's always having fun out there too. Like them whole like I mean, he definitely got into it with Malcolm Butler uh, versus the Titans, where he was like just real like right in his face, like first down, you know. But then you know he's dancing his way into the end zone. I mean, he's I don't know. He's got. Like, it's like he's super competitive, but he keeps it light, you know. You yeah, Thielen dancing now on the sidelines, goofing around and shit. So, guy's awesome. Great pick. Finally, yeah. much better than Treadwell. Makes up for that. Terrible pick. Uh, so, yeah, Justin Jefferson. I will say uh, the young cornerbacks. Okay. So, Gladney got beat once pretty bad uh, by Will Fuller out of the slot, and he clearly underestimated how fast Will Fuller is. Was that on the touchdown? No, it was... Uh, the touchdown was not... Okay, that was, I didn't uh, think that was glad. That looked like Iloka. Yeah, well... Uh, definitely was kind of like not knowing where to line up. Harris... Well, Anthony Harris was like, where the hell are you doing? And then it all blew up. But it was on the... It was the touchdown, not the last touchdown they got where it was fourth down and they hit the guy in the back corner. It was the one right before that. How did they score The Kenny Stills track? touchdown? Oh, you said the one right before that. Well, he didn't score on this play, so that's how they got all the way down like the, the five-yard line. He he came out of the slot. Just oh ran. yeah, right after the missed field goal. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that sounds about right. He just burns like Gladney's lined up and then kind of starts stepping towards him. He's in the nickel. Oh, and I know he exactly. just flew right by him. Yep. But it was single high. Aloka, I don't know what that guy knows what he's doing. But so Gladney got beat there. But other than that play, I thought he played really well. Had a couple breakups, great tackling, and then Dantzler. I don't remember any bad plays. I mean, no, I watched it. I don't remember him like getting a pass interference or getting burned. Um, he hits like a fucking ton of bricks. That guy. So I think is like, he who forced the fumble? on the punt. Oh, that was Mike. That Boone. was a punt, Mike was Boone. Boone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Dantzler's the one that uh, smashed David Johnson in the back on that first drive, made him drop a ball. And I just noticed he's just kind of just doing the thing Trey Waynes would do. Like you're not letting him get to the corner and just getting pushed back. You're actually just. Even if you don't get them, you just dive at their knees and they got to stop them down, and slow yeah. them down. Uh, they both just look like they're going to be at least good and not bad picks. You know? Yeah. Like, they already look better than Mike Hughes. They already look better. Like Holton Hill still seems like a disaster to me, but those two started this game. Yeah, and Holton Hill didn't play terrible this week, yeah. I didn't think. He, he, had he had a pass had, interference. Yeah, he had one. Uh, I think he only allowed one catch on five targets. Yeah, he played. He was in pretty better. good position on the the last play of the game. I thought. Uh, yeah, Will if Furrow, he brings that in. That's a hell of a catch. I mean, there's not much you can do when it's like it's thrown so high that he had, couldn't even grasp it to start with. He had to tip it to himself. Yeah, but. and there was a a penalty. I think it was a holding penalty on Anthony Harris one play. Yep. And Holden Hill had a nice uh, pass breakup. I think it was on a third down. He too. had a yeah. He had a pass breakup where uh, one, but then he had a pass interference on like a similar play. So I thought he played better. But I do like that they started the two rookies. Yep, like, I agree. And Gladney has to shift inside. He plays nickel. So Zimmer was saying, like, hey, Gladney's kind of learning a lot right now. I, I mean, I think Gladney plays nickel better than Hughes already. I didn't, like, get Hughes back because we need him because George Iluk is playing nickel back for us. But I like the rookies. Let them play. They're going to get better. That's the thing. They didn't even have a preseason. Yeah, this first month was their preseason. So... So the young corners. I feel like this could be a really good draft besides Ezra Cleveland, who maybe you never know. We'll see. Yeah. He's a, I feel like we made a bit spoiled with Brian O'Neill. You know, it's the the project tackle. Well, the out. thing is, you're just kind of like you're using a, a prime draft pick, in my opinion. You know, f- 
first two rounds, you're expecting them to impact player, yeah. especially when we kind of let a lot of people walk. Yeah, and 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 it's offensive line. It's like you know, we need help now. Like, yes, I know we're gonna need help four or five years from now, but I, we also need help right now. And it should be the easiest position to crack the starting lineup, I guess, besides corner because there was none. But you had to beat out Dakota Dozier, or you had to beat out Pat Elfline. And you didn't. Yeah, or even yeah. like Riley Reef, the way we thought of him going into the yeah. year. Because he was, had a down year last year, but playing very well this year. Very well. So I don't even know if he had a down year last year. I feel like he is just way overpaid. Like, I think the DeFilippo year, he was bad. Yeah. That's because DeFilippo made him block 50 times. Yeah, and that was like Last year, it was like, all right, he's fine, but he's paid twice as much as he's worth. I mean, he's probably paid more than he's worth now, but yeah. what are you going to do? A left tackle is a left tackle. Exactly. It's like you're going to start Riley Reef or Ezra Cleveland, who can't beat out Dakota Dozier. So we'll pay Riley Reef <laughs> four million more. At than the game, worth. I was looking at Ezra on the sideline, and it's like you're he's small. Yeah, like like he just doesn't have a big build to him. I mean, he's tall, but he's he's standing next to Sean Mingian, and like it's like your gut's barely bigger than Sean's. This seems like a problem. Uh, but yeah, corners. That's what I my Teddy was. I thought the young corners. It's not like they played great. Well, Dantzler did. I don't remember Dantzler even doing one thing wrong, but they uh, they showed promise. I uh, I had the young corners as like one of my like extra teddies because I'm just going all skill position here. Okay, I'm well, going on really Adam Thiel. Adam Thielen too. Guy's still good. Guys, yep. you know, I feel like uh, Jefferson might be the new like awesome player, but Thielen's still really fucking good. Yeah, it makes a makes a ton of catches. I really would have liked to see him haul in the one in the end zone, but it would have been called back due to holding towards the end of the game. Yeah, that so like it it made me feel better that he didn't catch it just because like it always sucks when you get a sweet touchdown called back due to holding. Yeah. Rewind to me that felt more like Kirk overthrew him though, right? He, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, it hit him in that, that would have been a ridiculously cool play because Kirk broke the pocket, like rolled out, and all the, you know you see Thielen's hand go up, and he just kind of sailed it a little bit past him. But yeah, the holding call would have brought that back anyways. It does make it like, oh, we just missed it. Oh, flag. Oh, well, who cares if we just missed it? You know? Exactly. I'd rather I'd rather just miss it and be excited for a split second rather yeah. than it just being completely ripped away from me. Yeah. Thielen, and then he did have the play too. Well, it wasn't his fault, but Kirk like underthrew him towards the end. There. That sucked because that was kind of like finish it off. But yeah, and that uh, like Kirk played very well, except for his last. Th- well, yeah. for his last throw, like you know, even like Tom Brady throughout the years has missed like you know a throw here and there a game. You know, they That's, don't make it's every gonna throw. Happen. Tom Brady threw a pick six. And then through five touchdowns, like he's throwing a pick six in like four or five straight games. Yeah. I think it is funny because I get. I think we've talked about this how every team just like mostly hates their quarterback. Like even I'm sure Falcon fans when Matt Ryan screws up, it's like oh my gosh this guy again. But it's because like that's the guy you watch. So as soon as Kirk screws up like one or two times, like even when you run a play and he doesn't get rid of the ball and he gets sacked and it's immediately like this idiot get rid of the ball yep. but then if you go back and watch it it's like who the hell is he supposed to throw to they were all covered it was a it was a bad play I'm either gonna, yeah i'm either gonna turn the ball over or i'm gonna lose six yards yeah. like what do you want from me so i don't know it's just it's he missed a couple throws and they just weren't at great times i mean one would have been called back but it would have been a really sweet play by him yeah but just that that yeah, that final deep pass to Thielen. Like it's like, that's, you went for the kill shot. Exactly. And like I don't hate that color because was that third that was third and third one? Third down, yeah. Third I don't and think one. it was third and one. I don't think they would have done that on third and one. I think it was third and one. Uh, I feel like I feel like the Yola BC one was third and one. 
That could have been I would right. be shocked if you're trying to win a game and you call a deep shot on third and one. I guess that drive went, what, one yard to Madison, three yards? Like it was third stuff. and six yeah. or something. Third and it? medium would make more sense because yeah. it's like if we run it, well, okay, they got to call timeout, you know, yeah, and you punt it. But instead, it's like, all right, we're going to go for the kill yeah, shot. Yeah, I think it was third and yeah. six. Third and one, it's like, it. get the first, and then you can run three more plays. You're not going deep on third and one. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. It I mean, was I should thir- look it up because I'm probably could be talking on my ass, but. I, I know it is third and medium because, again, like, I was questioning, like, why is Madison yeah. in there? And it was one yard and a really nice run where you cut it back. and didn't, But didn't get anywhere because yeah. you had to go all the way backwards. Yeah, and then they ran one more play and it didn't get much, and then they took that shot. Yep. In the first. And Dalvin stayed in a pass block on that because I remember, I'm like, oh, Dalvin's out there. You know, if, yeah. at least if we're going to run it, it's going to be to Dalvin, and it, he went to block. So it was yeah, like, maybe okay. a little too much Madison when, like, we're trying to kill a game. I get he's like. The bigger back, maybe, but... And I get that Delvin already was, like, yeah. near his career high in carries. Maybe but, run Madison a little earlier in the game so Cook can come in and, like, break a tackle. I know Madison can't, but there's definitely a difference. You know, I think on the one, uh, that second down play, it's like, oh, Madison gained four yards, where it's like, I think Delvin can wiggle seven out of that. Yeah, and then you're at third and two, third and three, and it's, okay, let's just, maybe you call... Maybe you could do another play action, but maybe it's something that actually gets four yards instead of just taking a shot, you know, over the yeah. top. But I think the third and one you're thinking of is early in the game, we did one to BC. That is, yep. Yeah. I, I like the call. BC it's, can't go deep. It's the same thing where, where oh. we called it to like Tajay yeah. uh, week two, week one. Tajay was week two, I think. I don't know. It was whatever it was. It was stupid. I think it was that, week one. Yeah. It was. I think one. on the BC one just this week, I think the guy tugs his arm a little bit and slows him down. Don't care. But BC doesn't like. He doesn't have the like ability to go up and catch a contested ball. He's just an underneath route runner, so don't stop throwing that. Like if you're gonna do a third and one deep shot, why didn't you put Jefferson out there? Yeah, I get put it. Dealing out there, I, I understand the oh, you know they're not gonna expect it, but they're not expecting it because they know that man can't make that play even one. That's like one. overthinking it. It's like no, the reason they're not gonna expect it is because it's third and fucking one. <laughs> you're taking a shot on third and one. They're not playing you know coverage. They're you know it's probably man to man. And if you have Thielen and Jefferson out there. Are they really doubling them both on third and one? Like, I just feel like one of them's getting man up, and I'd rather have it be one of them than BC. And I feel like one of those two are more apt to draw a pass interference yeah. rather than throwing it up to BC. We got to teach our guys how to draw pass interference. It's like, just stop. <laughs> Even the the, uh, the underthrow to Thielen on the last the last drive that we had, it's like, just stop and let him run you over. Instead yeah. of like, oh, and then he bats Because Roby never even looks at the ball. No, they're, not, they're never but, looking. But, yeah, and Nobody's like, looking. But like Thielen's looking at the ball trying to get underneath it. But it's like he's so he's so underthrown that he's just going to bat it down. But it's like if you just slammed on the brakes and then like, oh, like just flail, you'll get the flag every time. It'll be a beautiful yeah. thing. Stop, yeah, just stop and fake jump or just jump a little like, oh. Yeah. It's funny how uh, after wins we talk about teddies, but then it sort of just leads into like things we're annoyed with and shit. It's like, well, <laughs> then this happened. Uh, but yeah, you said Thielen. Guy looks good. I did like the play where he caught the ball and then ran around across the whole field for like an extra two yards. I feel like he could have got seven if he'd have kept running straight, but he got two. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he does. He always likes to cut across the green and like, so here we go. I thought for a second he was thinking about pitching it to Cook. For a split second, I thought he was like, oh, here we go. We'll pitch to Cook. And he probably thought better of it. Would have been sweet though. Uh, all right, so my... Well, my last Teddy was just the run offense in general, but you said Cook already. I mean, I thought they blocked really well. I rewatched it. Bradbury fucking killed it. He had a great yep. game, uh, which is good because he's been a little up and down. Run game, though, I feel like he's pretty consistently good. So True. It's just whether or not he gets manhandled by a nose tackle or not. Yeah, and they don't really – I mean, again, P.J. Hall was on their nose most of the time, so he didn't have too many problems with that. 
you basically we got like whatever we wanted in the run game. I mean, you didn't break a sixty-yard run, and he ran for what, like a hundred and ran for a shit ton of yards. So thirty, yeah. And they're all just little chunks. Little well, chunks. Five, six, little chunk. five, six. Running five, in the six. red zone, we ran two touchdowns in the red, three touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah, because Cook had two, and Madison had one. So just Madison's a vulture out there. Madison only with his second career touchdown. Really, not yeah. a vulture then. Yeah, interesting. Bad vulture. Yeah. Uh, you got any more teddies? Uh, yeah. I, uh, gonna include Kirk. Okay. Okay. This is his best game of the year. I know he missed, you know, a couple throws here and there, but for I think finished sixteen of twenty two. That's the perfect Kirk number too. Twenty two throws. That's all oh. we want. Yep. Run we the ball. Yeah. Super efficient when throwing. Uh-huh. Made a couple plays with his legs. Uh, did take a couple sacks, but you go back and look at it. Who's he gonna throw yeah. to? There was one that I thought he had a guy open. The rest, or the other one, he didn't. Yep. Uh, uh, the uh, the missed Adam Thielen throw with the holding call on it. He had that two. Was great. Oh yeah. Well, good and bad. Like he had a great job to get out on that play. Like it's just something you didn't see last year from him. We called a fourth and one run. With Kirk Cousins. The quarterback sweep. That was yeah, amazing. It was like hilarious. And he, you know, looked good. Right when he hiked it and they started running, it's like, oh, she's going to get this. Like, this is a great call. Yeah. And I, I remember like wanting to see the replay. I was like, did he just like take off? And then he, they showed the replay. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a design quarterback mm-hmm. sweep. There's it was like amazing. guys pulling out front. I know Reef got out front and had to block. And that was a great play. Kirk had two, two throws towards the end of the game, but it's like, dude, it just could have put it away. The Thielen one and then an out to Jefferson. On like third and it was third and long, and Jefferson was a great route wide open, and he just sails it over his head. Yep, like, Kirk was really mad at himself yep. after that. For both those, he mentioned them both. Like I feel like after losses, they are a little more defensive, and they're just like we're gonna look at the tape. But after a win, it's like, yeah, I played awesome. Besides these two throws, and I'll tell you about them, and yep. they really break it down. And thinking about it, there was one play early on. It was like a third and third and medium, maybe a little like third and eight, where he threw the feeling underneath, and he had. BC open, past the marker, and I know somebody pointed it out that Jefferson was open on the corner route. I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, Is that then we quickly, the next play, oh, you said it was a third down? I think that led to the first Dan Bailey field goal. Okay, because there's one where it's second down, and he rolls out, it might be the play where J.J. Watt sweeps his leg late, and he gets like a one-yard run, even though it's kind of like a sack, whatever, but Jefferson's open deep on a post, oh, a post corner, so it was... It looked nice, but then the very next play, he hits Jefferson on that deep crosser. Okay. So it kind of got forgotten. Well, and no one's really going to know unless they're watching the All-22 and seeing, like, oh, Jefferson was open. But, yeah, I thought he played uh, really, like, it, I don't know if it, you know, it certainly wasn't his best game as a Viking, but it was a really good, efficient game. And it just, I, I think this is, like, this is what we need to run our offense. Like, the play action... And it's it, even like just the two-man routes. It's just Thielen and Jefferson playing games out there. And you're just max protecting. It's a nice pocket. You see him like step up in the pocket. Like everything looks like it should, which is what Kirk wants. Like I, I turn my back. I look up. I see Jefferson breaking wide open. I throw the ball like no one's near me. Yep. And if Delvin or one of the tight ends like lose their guy, they just turn around yep. to be the uh-huh. uh, safety net. Like, I'm, oh, I'm here. I'm sure after like three, four seconds, it's like, all right, release, release and go out because clearly Jefferson and Thielen haven't gotten open. But a bunch of those, you know, like you're saying, deep crossers, they did a lot of like where it's like a fake deep cross and then they kick back out. Uh, Jefferson ran one, Thielen ran one, where there's just those two guys running. The other guy's just running deep and clearing out. So it's, you're kind of just, it's, you're counting on Jefferson or Thielen, just get open. 
which those guys are pretty damn good at getting open. So yeah, Kirk only I looked at the box score. Kirk only completed passes to four different receivers: Thielen, Jefferson, Rudolph, and Cook. That that's, was it. Yeah, that's crazy. But I, I, a lot of those plays were two man routes. Yeah, like, and it was we block it up and I feel like we played a lot of uh, uh, twelve personnel. Yep. A lot of two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is it's it's kind of tough because you can't like always have the game flow like this. But like you got out to a lead, so now you got to do the bootleg game, do the play action game. You got to do big sets and run the ball. Like when we get down by two touchdowns, now you're in shotgunning. Kirk's getting the the pocket push right in his lap. Yeah, and like this is kind of what Zimmer was talking about, like how the team is built. Yeah, like this. This is like the blue. This Texans game was the blueprint of like this is how we win football games. We get out to a quick lead, mm-hmm. and then we give it to Delvin Cook 25, 30 times mm-hmm. a game. And, and like every throw by Kirk is a big chunk gain because Jefferson had four catches and he had over 100 yards. Every catch he had was over 20 yards. Thielen, like three or four long catches. It's, it's like you run, 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 and then you get a chunk play. Problem is, you can't always make the game go you want it to. You know, like sometimes you have a young defense that gets exposed for first half, and now you're losing, and then like, it's really hard. For, it just seems like we're kind of at a disadvantage if we fall behind. Whereas, like, even Texans, like, at least they have Deshaun Watson. Like, they came roaring back because that dude makes plays, you know? Yeah, because, like, our game plan is obviously, you know, get the lead and then we're going to run, yeah. you know, the play actions and whatnot. When you're down two touchdowns, it's like, all right, now we got to go four wide. Yeah. Kirk, you're going to be in shotgun, like, three step drop and, yeah. you know, get gets, make some plays. And it's like, uh, Kirk's not that kind of quarterback. And our offensive line's not that kind of offensive line. That's true, so too. So the whole thing gets kind of fucking screwed. Like, all right, great. Kirk's going to stand in the pocket, get a guy pushing his lap, and he's going to panic, and it's all going to go to hell. So. Yeah, I mean, the just look at the last drive against the Titans where it was three straight plays. He tries to dump it off to mm-hmm. Delvin, and he can't even can't even get the ball Can't out. even get the ball out to Delvin, yeah. who's just running straight in front of his face. So, But Kirk, I would say it was like a, like a B, like a solid B. I mean... B B plus. I thought he yeah, did really I mean, well. No you mistakes. Get, you get a, you get a win. You give him that extra plus. Yeah, I'd say B plus. I mean, the offense put up thirty points again. Yeah, thirty one. I mean, the whole time we were blowing that second half lead, I'm like, this is all on Zimmer. Like, the offense has done their part yet again. Could you imagine? And then if we were just two straight double digit leads that he blew. fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Like you're gonna you're gonna collapse like that. He damn near did. I mean, I am very surprised that they did not give Will Fuller that touchdown. I know like. You know, they stayed true to uh, what's a catch and what's not a catch. But knowing that they still had to get the two-point conversion, it was in Houston, both yeah. 0-3. Like, I figured they'd just be like, you know what? Give it to them. And let's see let's, if they can let's let's, get the two-pointer. Yeah, like put it all on the line. I don't know how that play. was like on TV for you guys, but it was definitely pretty funny because in the stands, it's like touchdown, you know. And all the Texans fans are like just fucking freaking out, freaking out, you know. And then it's like we're sitting there like show replay, like how, what, how did he catch that? And we weren't even thinking about Bobo. We were like, how did he get his feet in? Like, it seemed like because and it was oh, like yeah. you know the the far side of the field, so it was kind of hard for like the feet were good. Seat. Yeah, and then they show it and they showed a couple angles and it's like he got that ball, man. And then all of a sudden there's one clear angle that shows that it moved. And, like, all the Vikings are like, he bobbled it. And then you see our whole, like, the Vikings' whole bench area all celebrate. Like, they saw it on the big screen. And then our whole, uh, the entire defense comes off the field. Our offense goes on the field. Before they've even announced it, our guys are, like, high five and celebrating. And they haven't even announced anything yet. So it's like, okay, did the league office or, like, did the ref already, like, say something? Because, like, they're celebrating like it's, like, a 100% a sure thing. So, like, everyone in the stands is sort of just like, oh, I must must have 
It must be like, it just seemed like we were way too enthusiastic about the fact that we were so sure it was going to be overturned. Yeah, I was listening to Dan Barrera on KFAN, I think it might have been Monday afternoon. Uh, but Andre Patterson was on there and he was talking about that play. And he was saying how, you know, it was tough to see, like you were saying, tough to see because they were on the far side they of the field. They were on the Texan side, yep. Yep, opposites. Yep. And then opposite end zone from our yep. sideline. And when he caught it, everyone was like, oh, man, you know, and they're thinking, you know, how do we stop the two-point conversion? And then they heard everyone in the, like, upstairs going, no, 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 no catch, no catch. He bobbled it. So that uh, word must have got out from our people yep. upstairs mm-hmm. going, no, there's no way they're calling it a catch. Yeah. And that's why we started celebrating. Which makes sense, but it's like, it, to me, it just wasn't, you don't, it absolutely wasn't a catch, but it wasn't so obvious that I would just start celebrating. And I know like the, the, they, they like to do that kind of thing where it's like, all right, send the offense in to like, just like as like a confidence. Like, oh yeah, we know it. But yeah, they were very much like, yep. 100%, we're good to go. So Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, there's no way they overturned this call on the field in a big moment like this. And then I remembered Des Bryant. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so that's, they can't overturn When I saw this. the replay that showed it, Bob, I was like, oh, they're, they're going to overturn this. And, every, and most of the people around were like, like Texans were like, Jesus Christ. And then it was just, again, a lot of, if only they had a receiver who could catch that ball. Oh, Bill O'Brien traded him. And yeah. the fans just... Shake their heads. Uh, but the man he traded him for almost tied it himself six inches off. Who are we talking about? David Johnson. Uh, the oh, final yeah, run play. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting because they got – they got ran down that play. And it was like, oh, I should have let him score because let's just get the two-pointer. Either he gets it or he doesn't. And if he gets it, then we got to score. You know, we need a field goal. Yep. If he doesn't, then it's like, all right, they got to go on side kick, blah, blah, blah. But then we stuffed him on second down, like – just completely something. I was like, oh, okay, shit, no, here we go. And then they did the pitch play. David Johnson oh. fumbles it and somehow gets it back. It, it wasn't even somehow. It was just he got the perfect bounce because that third bounce bounced higher than all the rest and bounced straight up instead of going like left or right, uh-huh. you know, because of the shape of the football. But it was just, it was just a perfect like bounce, bounce. Bounces up right into his arms. As Georgia Locus just bearing down on him, ready to just annihilate him. Yeah, and I feel like if he has to bend over to pick it up, if it doesn't bounce just perfectly, Locus kept drilling him. That's a fumble. Yannick probably picks it up. Run it back. Let's go. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Runs it all the way back because he's fast. Uh, it got pretty tense in there because like there was a lot of shit talk. Because there's a lot of Viking fans there. I don't know if it showed that on TV, but oh, definitely really? where we were sitting was a lot of Viking fans. And... There was a couple people that were, you know, definitely running their mouths pretty good when we were up 31 to 16, or is it 30 to 31 16? 31 16. And then, like, like even like Rob was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to go drinking after this. This is, you know, what's going on? I'm like, Rob, I don't want to fucking hear it. Our defense is not good enough for us. There's to be still confident. 10 minutes left, yeah. Rob. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? They're kicking their ass. And then, like, slowly we're losing. It's like, oh, God. Like, these Texan fans around us are going to, as soon as Will Fuller thought he scored, they were like going nuts. But they still needed a two pointer, so who knows? But. Uh, anyways, should we hit the Troys? Yeah. We, uh, I think we hit all the Teddies. We hit a lot of them, yeah. It was a pretty good game all around. Uh, should I hit my first one? Kind of a random one. Yeah, why don't you take it away? Our screen game. Our screen game is non-existent. I wanted to bring that up, uh, during our Teddies while we were talking about Kirk, and I only remember one, like, technical screen. We had two. two. One to CJ Ham. Oh, yeah. Didn't work at all. Total failure of a play. It looked cool design. Like he lined up as a tight end, 
it came across as if they were going to run like some sort of like a play action, but it was like a, like he was going to lead block, but it was actually a play action. And then he spins around, but it's like nobody fell for it at all. So I don't know what they did wrong. If it just happened to be in like in a zone call and they're just watching like, oh, okay, clearly we didn't fall for this. Maybe it just shouldn't be designed to ham. Like just one of those things where it's like, all right, ham's coming across the field. So he's lead blocking. So all eyes are now on CJ Ham. It's not like Irv's uh, moving across the field and it's going, all right, you know, it's yeah, either a play, a- it could be play action, it could be run, yeah. could be a straight pass. But I feel like when you bring Ham across the uh, formation like that, it's like, all right, that man's coming across the lead block. All eyes on him in that direction. Yeah, there was, it, it just didn't work. And then there was one to Cook that completely... The three or four yards. Yeah, it just and he did it all on his own. I think he broke the first guy that was And there was only... He only had one guy as his convoy. Yeah, so like, I don't know... The only screen that sort of worked was like the, the sweep screen type thing where it's just Bradbury and it's immediate hike. It's more like a swing pass. It's not even really a screen. It's like a swing pass where Bradbury gets out in front. Yeah. Which we ran against like the Packers for a touch on it. I really, I really like that play. But our like, did Stefanski take all the good screens with him? Well, yeah, I think so because the Browns kind of run a lot of screens. Yeah, we we ran more screens than anyone last year and very successfully. I mean, the Cowboy game alone, we did like seven of them. I, I was gonna say it almost seemed like we run a screenplay every other drive. Last year. Last yeah. year. Yeah. There, it was like. Or at least once, it might have even been once a drive if we had a prolonged drive. Like if there were games where we were hitting like eight to ten plays like each drive, there was probably a screen per drive there. I mean, you're at least, we at least get five or six a game for sure. And 90% of the time they were pretty good. But for some odd reason, we, I can't remember one good one this year. I remember a bunch of bad ones and it's, it's, we're doing less of them and we're doing them more unsuccessfully. Yeah. I, uh, I usually like hate the screen game because they usually seem to never work for the Vikings. And last year yeah. I fell in love with it. And now we go back to same old Viking screen game. It's, it's like, working. just don't ever call a screen. It's one of those plays where when it doesn't work, it's like dumbest call ever CJ ham screen. What are we idiots? But then there's times where it's like, but if that play works and goes yeah. for 30 yards, yeah, it's, it's like the greatest genius. play call ever. No one saw <laughs> CJ ham coming. CJ ham across the line. Yeah. I think he's going to lead block, but yeah. no turns around, gets the ball and takes off. Uh-huh. So I don't, maybe the timing's off. Cause the, again, less preseason and stuff, because it just seems like there was multiple times on both of them. We're like, the lineman got there late, so the guy he was supposed to block was already on Delvin's back or already basically tackling. It's like, something's off here. And maybe the screen game doesn't work as well because we don't run them as often. Maybe the reason why it worked so well last year is because it's like, they're not going to run a screen again. Yeah, yeah, and, it's one and, of those, like, back-to-back <laughs> screens. Like, who is, the, who is the Eagles coach? He did that a couple times. And it was like, well, oh, this guy. This guy's a wild is card. Chip Kelly? No, it's the guy they have now. Oh, uh, Doug Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, screen game. That's uh, something we need to work on because that was a nice little weapon we had last year. And Cook is a very good receiver, open field guy. Like Delvin's just he can be a, a man monster. who you just have to get the ball in. Yeah, hands. and that's a cheap way to get him the ball, but not if it doesn't work. Yep. What do you got for a, t- a Troy? Uh, Troy. Troy, I'm trying to figure out. Do I, I'm going to go Hardy Nickerson. Oh, that man's bad. He's bad. Yeah, he got less snaps, which was good because they ran a lot more like. Receiver stuff than the Titans did, but all of those snaps were pretty bad. Yeah, he he was in on a lot of run plays, and I feel like three consecutive plays he was in on. He just had terrible run fits. He had seemed like he had no idea like what was going on. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna go over to this hole. The 
but even though the play's on the opposite side of the field, and then I'm just gonna eat up the guard or whatever. It's like oh, he just okay. he looks like he's like like a little frantic out there too on pass plays. He had one where I think it was Will Fuller. Like he he just they did a play action and he like panicked, started sprinting backwards. Will Fuller caught it in front of him, and then he tried to tackle him and completely whiffed on it. And then he's like chasing after the play. It just looks crazy. See, I don't Not even good. remember that play and. Like, he played bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Todd Davis hopefully, so like we'll start replacing him on the early downs base defense because it sounds like that's kind of what Todd Davis does. But he's only been in for you know two weeks. So I did see also Eric Kendricks didn't practice today, foot injury. So mm, that would suck. The rest like of the that. linebacks I thought definitely improved from last week though. Does is Troy Die eligible to come off next week? I don't week? think so yet. Damn, I think he went on week two, so we, it's got to be week six that he would be a little. Mm, what are we at? Week five. Five. That'd be next so, week. I don't like that. Feels like probably a rest thing because it hasn't really been brought up by Zimmer or anything. But okay. the linebacker that played really bad against the Titans, but it was a lot of the big sets. You know, you're running Henry repeatedly, then you play action and throw behind linebackers. Houston didn't really do that much. A couple times here and there, but. Again, I don't think they did very good play calling because that was clearly a weakness and they didn't even attempt to like exploit that was our linebackers. Besides that, Hardy Nickerson just automatically sucks. Yeah, that like, that's like they didn't try to exploit Hardy Nickerson. Mm-hmm. He just exploited himself. Yeah, he exploited himself. Uh, all right, another Troy for me would be uh, Drew Samia. Yep, I feel like our last two might be the same. He's really bad. And it's not just like on running plays, but like... I paid attention to him a lot on pass plays. He, and I know he went up against J.J. Watt. A little bit. Su- for J.J. Watt was bit, on the yeah. outside quite a bit, too, on O'Neal. But, like, even on plays where Juice Media didn't have anybody lined up right in front of him, and he's supposed to either help on J.J. Watt or mm-hmm. hit P.J. Hall or whoever, he just doesn't do it very well. He kind of stands straight up. And I remember a couple times when he went to go, like, hit J.J. Watt, he, like, Hit his shoulder and like brushed up against his back. It's like you that punch was terribly timed, and you did nothing there. I noticed a bunch. He couldn't get to the second level fast, and then if sometimes when he would get there, he would just whiff on the block. Yeah, or or he'd get there and have no idea who he's supposed to yeah, block. Yeah, that happened quite a few times. He'd get out there and be like, oh, and he just looks like he's just like I know Zimmer described him a little, like he was like he's a little bit of a bull in a china shop, and we gotta like contain him. And yeah, he just he just starts charging through, and it's like he hits nobody. It's like. You're, you're, what are you doing? Like you, you're just bad. And I know a lot of a lot of offensive line coaches tell you like you do not turn your back to the line of scrimmage. Right, right. And there's a lot of times <laughs> where he gets to the second level and he turns around and goes, "Oh, I gotta at least hit somebody close to me on this play. Like yeah. I don't care who I hit, at least touch somebody. I gotta, get, I gotta do something right." Yelled at. <laughs> he, yeah, he's. Uh, I've never wanted Pat Alphine back more. That's so bad. Because he's not... But, like, he's uh, clearly a step better than Drew Samia. Drew Samia, like, it's nice to get some run to see what this fourth-round pick has, but so far the returns are not great. Like, I don't think he's very good. No. It didn't, I, he's not even showing much improvement. I think the only reason he showed improvement in the pass game this week, which he didn't look good by any means, was because we didn't pass it very much, and every pass was a play action. Like, no. There wasn't a, a much, you know, straight dropbacks. Where he has to just like hold his own, and he's and we're going up against a three four, so he doesn't mm-hmm. always have somebody lined up directly. He's not in worried front of about him. you know Jeffrey Simmons at three tech just annihilating him. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Drew Samia was my second one. What is your second one? I had Drew Samia. Uh, my third one then would be George Iloka. Okay, yeah, I, 
he's not very good. I know it, it was, was like a, his first game back, but don't he care. immediately made quite a few mistakes. Yeah, I know. I think I I would credit him with two touchdowns given up. The, so the Will Fuller one for sure. Yep. I, if you watch it on the All-22, like Anthony Harris is like pointing at him like, dude, go up and like... And it looks to me like he thought maybe Harris was telling him to go man up someone, but he leaves. He clearly blew coverage immediately. Will Fuller's like, "Hello." I I heard Pro Football Focus gave that touchdown to Dantzler. See, yeah, I just which I mean, like, I don't really know what that defensive call was, just because it was such, like such a blown coverage. Yeah, but I feel like if like it does kind of seem to me like it would be cover three, which like Dantzler would have. The deep mm-hmm. guy, and then but, but Iloka what is was doing. But Iloka is supposed to, yeah, probably shade over to Dancer's guy, which he never does, and he's playing the flat. And I, mean, I don't see anybody come over the middle, so I feel like that linebacker goes, all right, I'll go take the flat. That's what it and looked like to me. Iloka is supposed to go shade the cloud, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, and then Dancer is supposed to drop back and get fuller. But if that even is the play call. Dancer's in no position to make a play on Fuller. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel di- like I would disagree with PFF because, like, right off the snap, Eric Wilson goes right to the flat. Dantzler is—he's got a guy on him. So, like, if he just started running to the slot receiver, he'd blow coverage on the other guy. So, who's covering the middle of the field? Uh, Harris coming Harris, all the way across. I think, yeah, because that's kind of what it was, looks like. But I don't know if he only came across the middle because he saw Will Fuller streaking by himself. And he's coming himself. from the other hash. It wasn't like he was playing dead center. I mean, that's the thing where, like, with PFF, it's kind of like, okay, I'm sure they do a pretty damn good job for the most part, but it's not real analytics for their grades because there's a guy using his eyes deciding whose fault was this without knowing. Yeah. You know, they, for the most part, probably would know more than me or you. Like, oh, this looks like this. But in the end, they're still going, I think I think that's what this was. I mean, you clearly part of it, Anthony Harris, is telling Ioka he's doing something wrong. Yeah, he's like going, yeah. you got to get up. You got to yeah. get up. And so something we haven't mentioned, George Ioka is playing a bunch because Harrison Smith yeah, gets have, ejected in the second round. I had that in my notes. It's just a random topic to bring yeah. up. But yeah, that was, I didn't even know you could do that. I thought that was a college thing, this targeting. No, so targeting is a college thing, but all those lowering the crown of the helmets uh, calls are at the ref's discretion. Every single one of them could could result in. And how do you decide? Like you just you just decide that he was being malicious there. You just you just randomly decide that on willy nilly. I think that's exactly what it is. It's. That's still stupid. At the discretion of the rest, whether it's with malicious intent. Or I not. had no idea. They're they're talking like forever on the field, and Randy's like, I think they're throwing out here. Smith. I was like, What do you mean they're throwing him out? For, I thought you had to get. You know, they always say, you know, number twenty two has one personal foul. If they get a second one, they'll be ejected. And then all of a sudden, the guy, yeah, he's been thrown out of the game. It's like, for what? Like, doesn't people use the crown on their helmet occasionally, and they get fifteen yard penalty, and you call it a day? Usually, yes, but yeah, I think they, this time they thought, oh, he was really trying to hurt him. Which is weird. I don't know, like, if Harrison Smith never did that again, he might never make a tackle. Yeah. So I feel like that's how gonna, he makes all of his and tackles. And you're just going to allow people to throw over the middle constantly? Yeah. I understand if you throw out Anderson Dale. The guy is known. Or Vontez Burfick. Yeah, like, like, they're known for being... Like, Burfick's dirty. Sandejo doesn't know how to tackle. And, and goes for Harrison Smith, I feel like, has only got, like, two of those penalties yeah. in his life. And... He's not a malicious player, so I really don't see yeah, why I don't, he throw It makes no sense. And then it's like, hey... These are two 0-3 teams battling 
for the, the, their season right now, and you're gonna throw out our bet, like one of our best defensive yeah. players. And they're like driving to make it a one score uh-huh. ball game. It was like things were kind of falling apart. Yeah, it was in a 17 three. Right before the half. Yeah, it was 17 three. They yep. kicked, ended up kicking a field goal there. Yep. Made it 17 six. When he but, got kicked off, the Texans fans in front of us were just going goodbye, and they're doing the little Miss America oh, wave. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna fuck these guys, <laughs> assholes. Uh, well, one of them wasn't a Texans fan. He was a Ravens fan. You know, after they were down by two touchdowns. And this guy in a Madison jersey was just berating him, which was hilarious. Somebody's got a Madison jersey. Oh yeah, Madison jersey. He kept like purple. Shooting, he kept shooting arrows at him and stuff. Uh, color rush. So purple with the yellow numbers. Uh, um, not impressed. Look good on him. He's black too. Big dreads. Don't care. Cool I guy. look like I, Madison. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the color rush jerseys. But they, uh, yeah, they have their two touchdowns down, and he's just he's just giving them shit and. You know, first they're like, "Well, you guys are zero three also," and then the one guy just goes, "Well, I'm a Ravens fan, so I don't even care." <laughs> and it's like, "What? Get the hell out of here! That? What are you talking about? At least put a Ravens jersey on. Like, where? What are you talking? At about? least my friends wear a Chargers yeah, jersey. Yeah, he's got his Chargers jersey on. He's over here watching. You know, the Chargers collapse. Did a uh, dude who was a Ravens fan have a Texans jersey? No, just a regular T-shirt. So it uh, might have been true, but it's also like they, still, you sound like a douche to go like, "I'm actually a Ravens fan, so like I'm awesome." Yeah, we're three and one, so I don't even care about like, you yeah. shit teams. Well, you seem upset. Every time the Vikings score, and you're not too happy when the Texans mess up. So he's from Baltimore, but lives in Houston, so he likes both teams. Yeah, that's, see, that's probably what it is. It's, I root for two different teams. Um, okay, so that was who did you say? Iloka. George Iloka. He also definitely helped blow that coverage on that one touchdown at the oh, end. Oh, the Kenny Stills touchdown. Kenny Stills, or the Will no. Fuld. The Will. No, what's who's the one on the the very last touchdown they got on fourth down? Kenny Stills. Okay, that's Kenny Stills. Looks like Holton Hill also kind of gets a little. I don't know. It looks like probably cover two, and it's mostly Iloka, but like Holton Hill just sort of stops at like the ten yard line, and there's nobody there. You know, in both both of those plays, I feel like we saw we're watching zone coverage, and we each time we saw two guys in the same zone. Yeah, exactly. So somebody, it, so whether it was it's funny that it kept happening around George Iloka, yeah. though. It's weird that the guy who had to come in off the bench, who'd been playing nickel all week, because apparently he was our backup nickel. Um, Suddenly, it's it's you know all these blown coverages right next to him. You know yeah. what? How the hell could that be Dantzler's fault on that one? I don't know. Wouldn't he just if he's playing cover three? Why is he why is he bumping into the guy in front of him? Why wouldn't he run sprint straight backwards? He's supposed to cover the slot receiver on a streak run up. PFF, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that. Dantzler, you still Dantzler had a had a flawless game. Yeah, I used to love pro football. Pro football focus, but like the last two years, you hear a bunch of like shit on them. Like, oh, like this one, you know, they credit that yeah. to Dantzler. Or you figure out that like each individual person is like assigned to a game and like they decide whether it's a good player or not. It's like, okay, so all of your stuff is all based on like the null, like how smart of a football fan you're. And it's a lot of guessing. Like, even when I, you know, I don't know as much as them, I'm sure, but like you watch the L22 and it's like, okay, I don't. I don't know who's responsible. Is that his fault for not doing that or his fault for not doing that? Like, you don't know all the time. Yeah. It's just, and I don't like how they portray it as like, oh, it's analytics. I'm just talking about their grades because they do do a lot of cool stuff with like, you know, yards per whatever and all that. But like, it's not analytics to watch a play, give it uh, two points, and then translate that into a grade from zero to 100. Yeah. It's still, you're using your eyes to give it. The points. That's yeah. not analytics. It's and like, I feel like EPA is the same thing, though. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm sure there's a adjustment. formula on that. I don't know if there is. But, like, it's not like you watch baseball and go, ooh, that, that home run right there, that's worth six points. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, go, that guy had, like, you know, a plus nine, and now let's translate that to a zero to 100 scale. Like, 
No, that would just be called scouting. Like I, you know, what I mean. Well, that's kind of like what baseball does with war. I don't. Uh, yeah, war is definitely like a just an equation based off, but it's an equation based off stats. That's true. This that's is true. an that's equation like, based off of the perception of someone of how whether they play. They're, whether this person thinks he's in the right position or not. Yeah, exactly. So like he he blames that on Dantzler, and he gives him a one, a negative one. You know, I would accept these numbers if Mike Zimmer goes here. This is how I graded my players this mm-hmm. week. Everyone but even got a then, 40. it's like maybe Zimmer just was in a bad mood and was a harsher grader that day. I was gonna say, you yeah, know? well, uh, that's why it was like here, everyone got a forty. Yeah, everyone got <laughs> nothing. Like you can't, you can't. It's just, it's just, it's just dumb. But they do do you know stuff with like average time in the pocket and you know stuff like that that actually is interesting. But. Yeah, but I even like their hurries and quarterback pressures and everything mm-hmm. always I, seems to be thrown off. Oh, I just difference. like how they don't even use their own grades half the time. Like they spend the whole offseason ripping Kirk Cousins. It's like, you are the wise who keep giving him a great grade every yeah. week. Like by the end of the season, he's a top six quarterback. And then you get all your writers are like, Kirk Cousins, total failure. It's like, <laughs> you guys graded him. Yeah. You're the jerks telling us he's good. Yeah, tell me he's 27th out of 32 and we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, was that that was my last? I did Iloka. You haven't gotten yet. My last one would just be like the defensive almost collapsing again. Like, okay, can uh, we can we not almost give up fifteen points in this last half of the game? Like, it kind of got you went to a little bit of a soft coverage. You're letting them get chunks. You blow the fourth down, and then they go right down the field again. Yeah. Uh, besides a little bobble, you would have gave up another touchdown if they hit the two pointer. You gave up fifteen points in the fourth quarter. And you could possibly lose another game where the offense scores 30 points. Yeah, the uh, the thing that sucks is you're up 31-16, right? 31-16 yep. when Bailey misses the field goal. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that's annoying. 55-yard, I get it. But could you hit a fucking field goal, Bailey, to seal the I, game? I, I think, and like, I don't know. I, I agree. A uh, lot of pressure on the left, coming from the left. Which is the same thing that happened versus the Titans. Tennessee from the other side. It was offsides. And then came again, and it looked like Bailey was almost afraid he was going to get blocked. And, and like, yeah, Bailey, I mean, it was straight as an arrow. Yeah. But, but he was on the right hash, so oh, it just okay. missed to the it right. Came a little to the right. It barely, I don't even know if it would have missed. But, like, it was kind of a. No, it, I feel it like it was, okay. it was good. Hard to tell for, with our angle. I thought maybe it could have been good from like 57. Oh, okay. So and it was at 55. Yeah. But I noticed a bunch of pressure coming from the left, so he's just like, all right, kick it, you know, as straight as I can, maybe a little to mm-hmm. the left. But I think he just got it out straight and it sailed to the right. Yeah, he a seems bit. a little concerned about the pressure coming in on these kicks. So, but yeah, make a kick. But yeah, defense after the miss, they go rattle off thirteen straight points because they. Oh wait, no, I guess they didn't get the final touchdown. So, but they, they could have rattled yeah. off thirteen but straight points. I mean, immediate wasn't it first play after the miss kick? You get that Will Fuller bomb against Gladney. Yeah, I think so. And so well, couldn't could that have been it? Because they. They only scored one more touchdown, right? Yeah. And that's the fourth down play to the back corner end zone. So the Will Fuller plays their their earlier touchdown, right? But it, yeah, it was right at, so. Well, they, oh, it, so was, we the, it was it was 31-16 when they did the Will Fuller yeah, play. Yeah, because we were up 17-6. They came back, made it a close game. Then we extended it back out again. And it was like, oh, wait, 31-16. to 16. And then they did the Will Fuller play. Then we, I think he underthrows Thielen. And they get the ball again, they go right down the field, and then he bobbles the ball for the end zone. Yeah. Just, it was, they blew two touchdown leads twice almost. It's like, put him away. Now, Kirk, I would have liked to see him put him away too. Yeah. But in the end, like, as they're driving, I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, fucking stop them. What are you doing? You're going to blow another lead, and then what? You're going to bitch because the offense, you know, the veteran offense didn't put it away? 
Yeah, they've got three minutes and one timeout, and they're playing soft. It's like, uh, do you not realize how much time they have? Because three minutes mm-hmm. and one timeout is more than enough time for Deshaun Watson to go. I think it was like 60 yeah, they, yards. It was plenty of time. I mean, they, they ended up turning the ball over on downs, I think, with like a minute something left. Like, it wasn't even... Yeah, like a minute 13 Yeah, they whatever. weren't concerned with the yeah, clock. Yeah, because I think we had to kneel right twice, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, we did have to kneel twice. So, yeah, Troy's... Um, you got anyone else that uh, you want to bitch about? No, because I feel like I've bitched about all the things. I think things we caught we everything. Yeah, the only other thing I have written down is that uh, Boone's fumble cause on the special teams is fucking awesome. He destroyed that guy. Yes, I want to. That's a good point because I want to talk about uh, Dan Chinesa yeah. on that play where he draws a hold. He gets like yanked. Yep. And then like is down by his like, he, like leg. Stumbles. Well, because the guy grabs him. Yeah, but but him. but I also feel like he wasn't slowing down enough to actually like make a play oh, on yeah. that guy. Well, it like he would have blown right past him. Yeah, I could I could see that. He's done that a, a few times. He gets and, down there very nicely though. Yes. And that brings me to the punt after the Thielen underthrow. Before their uh, oh, yeah. final drive, he blows right by the guy and just completely whiffs on mm-hmm. the tackle, and like those are the plays that I need him to make. That's like I love be- that you're down there. Yeah, but I like love that you jumped on a fumble. Good job, but yeah, you, if you're gonna use your speed to get all the way down there, like tackle him at the 16 when he when you like get there. Don't let him get to the 25. It's a typical just like. They always do that. Instead of like breaking down, they're like, oh, I got him. And then they just, it's like, they're going to take one step to one side and you're going to go right past him. Yep. And then Chad Beebe was also left alone and he slowed down, but then he kind of like took it a little rounder and then he missed his tackle Mm -hmm. going for the legs. It was like, (sighs) I will say DJ Wanham's sack, he did a great job of not just sprinting directly at Watson. I noticed he did like, because that's a typical thing someone does to like Watson or Wilson and then they just boot out or they, you know, they just, they, they, you just sidestep them. And he like ran, he f- stopped, and then he completely like just like sc- like broke down his running and just went straight down the sideline and tackled him. I was like, oh, that's very nice. He was unblocked. But that's typical of an unblocked person just like, I got him, and they come flying in. And I think, isn't that two consecutive weeks where Wanham has, be- has come unblocked? Uh, did, he, did he get a sack last week? I know this is his first sack. I feel like he was, or maybe that was because they were celebrating the locker room. I don't know if you watched the, uh, you know the the Vikings voyage videos. They just put one out like an hour ago, and I, very I haven't, Delvin no. Cook goes in the locker room and it's just hilarious. He's just going through like, and they're you know they're all joyful because they won, but it's like he's going through Ngakwe like my man was getting chipped all day, all day he was getting chipped, and then like he went to Juan, he's like first sack, you got your first sack, and he's like going through all the players like Jefferson and Thielen are dancing and shit. Like they should do a, I don't know if you ever saw like Robeson when he did the ninety six questions or whatever. Oh yeah, they should do that with Cook because he's hilarious and they're, they all seem very happy. Right on. But uh, what brought that up? Oh, just Juan making a sack. So oh. he looks long too. Yeah. Neil Hunter-esque. He's not very we... fast. He didn't seem very fast, though, out of his first No, time. I don't think he's very fast. I don't think he's... It's not very Hunter. explosive. It's nice that he's already beat out Eddie Yarbo. True. That's a plus, so he's maybe not a total failure. We uh, had a bunch of rotations uh, yeah, with the D-tackles. He's in there quite a bit. Well, with the D-tackles this week, uh, Hercules got six six snaps. Look at him. Look at him. I saw he spied a few times. Yep. Or he, it was like late in the game where it's like, okay, hey, nothing, just don't let him like run for 10 yards, so he just sit back and just kind of sit there. Oh. Uh, we should mention that Daniel Hunter... 
Is he coming back this year? Sounds like his trainer's recommending that he does not come back this year, but he kind of chirped back at a reporter that said that reported yeah, it. I'm just going to stick with my initial. He's not coming back this year. I feel like he's watching, and he's like, if they lose to Seattle. Probably not. Well, it's like he's probably not going to come back for sure until after the bye, which would be after Atlanta and Seattle. It's like, okay, they, they run off two victories here. And they go three and three going three into and the three bye. going into the bye, okay. leading up to Green Bay. Green Bay, all right, let's do this if he's healthy. I'm, you know, but if we go even one and one, one and one, and maybe it's like I'll keep waiting, like zero oh and two, and it's like all right, I'm just put me on season ending IR because I'm not risking my neck. Yeah, like I'm not gonna, career. I'm not gonna mortgage my next ten years yeah. for a losing season. Yeah, if it's if it's clearly a lost season, then it's like why well, even come back? You know what sucks is that we did dig this hole. We could easily be two and two. And we could be sitting here going like we're okay because Cause it's the same record we would have had last year too yeah. after the Bears lost. If we would have just beat Tennessee and we had him, we outplayed him. The dude hit six damn field goals. Bailey misses his. Like we could be two and two, and it we be went like, for two when we didn't have to. Yeah, it is interesting though. Like it's only one game difference. So like, but that one game is either in our in or out of the playoffs at the end of the year. It possibly. But like even when you were two and two last year, you still lost four more games at some point. This one just happened to come earlier. Like, really, it's, are you a good team or are you not? What What sucks is that we play Seattle because one and four, just so ugly. I mean, that's nine and two the rest of the way to finish, same as last year, which is potentially working. I actually well. think the second our half of our schedule looks pretty weak right now. Like, I think we can win a lot of games. Like, Cowboys don't look good anymore. The Saints look worse than they did before. Panthers, I mean, God, that could just be an ugly game for Christmas. Like, yeah, if the Saints, Saints are good and we're not good. Two it's teams like, that people thought might yeah, like I four and nine runners. or whatever the yeah. schedule is. Yeah, but I guess you lose to Seattle, you beat Atlanta, you're two and four going into the bye to play the Packers. I mean, at that point, it's do or die. You either beat them or oh, yeah. you just two and four, yeah. fold. I mean, you lose the Packers, you're now two and six. You're gonna win out. Because like you said, you could only lose. You lose Seattle, you can only lose two more games. Well, you lose the Packers. Now you're like, yeah, now you can, yeah. Um, all right, I think that's everything I wrote down for that game. Yeah, so I think do that's we want to I take got. a break and then hit the lines? Yeah, let's do that. Good. Yeah. Yep. All right, welcome back. We'll uh, we'll jump into the lines here and we'll let you guys get on your way. All right, first game on Thursday is an old NFC Central battle. Ooh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. At the Chicago Bears. Ooh, in Soldier Field, nonetheless. In Soldier Field, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles played pretty bad his uh, yeah, starting the, debut. They lost, right? Nineteen eleven, and they they looked like the very overrated three and team that we thought they were. Yep. So we'll see. Colts defense, though, I might have underrated them because they are number one in total defense right yeah, now. Yeah, they're playing very well. Like Xavier Rhodes playing very well. He's in a cover two now, so like he's kind of in a different. He's not doing this man-to-man stuff, but playing it very well. Yep. I mean, Packers 4-0, lost to them. Colts 3-1. Yep. And look like they may have one of the best teams in the league. And lost to them. just barely lost to the Jags. They almost are 4-0. Titans 3-0, lost yep. to them. And beat the Texans, who suck. So 0-4. So we're beating the teams we're that two we should. We're a 2-2 team. We just <laughs> blew the Texans game, or Titans game. Um, so who do you have, what do you have for a line? Bucks. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bucks minus three and a half. Nailed it right on the right on oh, the dot yeah. there. There we go. Uh, Tom Brady threw five touchdowns. Yep. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bucks 
That defense is also, I mean, I know they gave up a bunch of points to the Chargers, but they do kind of make some plays. They've got some good younger players. Uh, I honestly feel like the Bears are a 5-11 team. I don't. I think they got lucky. They beat three bad teams. The Lions barely. Uh, Should have lost. Yep. I dropped a ball in the end zone. Uh, barely beat the Giants, 17-13. In Who Soldier are horrible. Field. Daniel are, Jones looks like he's regressed from like everyone talking him up last year. He's thrown a pick in like every game. Yep, and then came back against the Falcons. I mean, who let everyone come back? Apparently, who yeah. is also an zero and four team. Yep, and then they just lost to the Colts. So I think they're as good as we think they are, and their first three games are very easy, winnable ball games, and they won them. They, and they shouldn't have. Yeah, they, I mean, they. Ab- I one would, of the games they absolutely shouldn't have won. So starting, they should be two and two. Right starting now. three and zero. Oh, Definitely does not surprise me if they end up seven and nine. Like if they win four more games, it's kind of a surprise, honestly. Yeah, honestly, they think they're a five and eleven team, so they're not winning this one. I'll take the uh, Bucks. And you can't switch quarterbacks anymore. There's no going back <laughs> yeah, to Trubisky. They will. I bet you Trubisky comes back at some point. We need him for the last three games to see if he's actually good. Uh, Cardinals at the Jets. Cardinals at Jets. I'm going to go Cardinals minus six and a half. Cardinals minus seven. Wow, okay. you are okay, hitting them close right away. Uh, Jets are horrible. Probably the worst team that's ever seen football field in a long time. Again, Dan Orlovsky said his 0-16 Lions would beat the Jets 16 times. So And that's... Darnold is out, I believe. I think Joe Flacco is starting now for them. Okay. Only because of injury. They're not benching Darnold, but maybe they should because not... it's not really his fault, though. It's like everyone's fault. They're all just total but failures he together. just like... Looks lost. Like, you almost feel bad for the guy, but I didn't even like him coming out of college. So, like, it's a, you know, it just, it does kind of suck seeing, like, top quarterbacks. So, whether you like him or not, collapse. Yeah. Josh Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. um, Dwayne Haskins is benched. He's the Dwayne Haskins is now benched. Uh, And, Baker, I mean, last year wasn't very good. He seems to Maybe be able to play Stefanski's offense. I mean, they're running the ball a little. Yeah, only throw it 20, 25 times a game. Maybe, yeah, and he's aggressive, so that works. But anyways. Um, they're playing the Cardinals, who first two games, it was like, here's the new hot team, and now they've did they went back to the Cardinals. They lost again. to the Lions, and yep. they just lost to the Panthers. Yeah, Lions Panthers, Panthers were on the road. Cardinals were at home. I don't know. I believe. I don't even care, Ryan. You always bring up this home thing. There's, there's, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't, though. It doesn't because, <laughs> and like that's what really sucks about like Aaron Rodgers is. Did you see he got the Falcons to? I mean, they oh played at home every week. He's making them jump off sides. Did you see this week though? He yelled hard count and they and got him to jump. <sighs> he yelled that's hard funny. count. That's pretty funny. And then said, "Let's go," and they jumped off hard count. It's. It seems like his line is also very disciplined. Because it never backfires. So it's like he's very good at it, and they are also very good at it. Like, they're all good together. Well, he must go in the in the huddle going, I'm going to use a hard count. Do not fucking move. Well, which is fine. I'm sure most quarterbacks do that. And then there's always some idiot. You know, Ryan Cook. Remember that guy? Jump oh, off all yeah. the time. Ryan uh, Cook. Who was that uh, pre-Anthony Herrera? I think it was the same time. Well, Herrera was... Cook started as a tackle and then moved in, remember? Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. I think they might have played on the same line together. And right I, here. yeah, and I think did we replace him with Hutchinson then? Is that what happened? No, I feel like Cook was on the right side for most of his career. I feel like he was replaced with like Phil Lodehold or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know how that name popped in my head. Let's uh, let's pick the game. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Cardinals by a million. Uh, next up is the Panthers 
The Teddy B. Teddy B coming back, looking good. Uh, at the Falcons, the 0-4 Falcons. Just got annihilated by the Packers. Going to take Teddy B. What do you think the line is on that? Um, in Atlanta? Yes. I'm going to go Atlanta minus three. Atlanta minus one and a half. One and a half. I feel like the Panthers are just the better team. Yeah, that defense like isn't very good, but neither is Atlanta's. Atlanta's. And Julio's probably going to miss a couple weeks now. Yeah. So That was great to see. I was playing Adams and Julio. In fantasy, Adams doesn't play, and then Julio gets hurt halfway through. Good yeah. stuff. I'm going to take uh, the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater to Absolutely. cover the one and a half. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're going to win. But, you know, we haven't done locks line. of the week yet, but that might be a lock. Honestly, Cardinals minus seven might be a lock, too. Uh, oh, that's a good point. I don't know how you can even have the Jets not double digits to anyone. Yeah. Even at home. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. I picked the Falcons by 10 over the Jets, and the Falcons haven't won a game. I might pick the Falcons by like 13 and yeah. a half. Uh, Bengals at Ravens. Uh, that's going to be Ravens minus nine and a half. Twelve and a half. Ooh, yeah. no respect for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Ravens, who they? They played uh, uh, Washington football team on Sunday. Oh, was it? I missed that completely. It was... Uh, Lamar had a 50-yard touchdown run. Oh, it was I like it that, was yeah. like 34 to 10 immediately. RG3 uh, came in the last like four minutes, and so uh, I mean, I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, they've got football team has Kyle Allen now starting. Well, they're not playing them. Oh, they're playing the Bengals. They already Bengals. beat that. We already they're the ones that got Haskins benched. Yeah. But the Bengals, they finally showed a little fire. Burrow got his first win. Mixon. Right after I traded him in fantasy, he scored like three touchdowns, 150 yards. Looked like the star that we you know. Thought he could be. Well, it was almost like Zach Taylor. Somebody was telling Zach Taylor, like, hey, you've got this Joe Mixon fellow. You should probably use him a little more. Well, before, it's like they'd run the ball and they couldn't block at all. But they're playing the Jags, so you never know. I, yeah. He'll probably do nothing again now this uh, week. So, yeah, you said it was t- 12 and, and a half. Two touchdowns, basically. In Baltimore. In Baltimore, yeah. If it was in Cincinnati, I'd probably give him a little edge just because, you know, no fans. No fans. Uh I I'm going to take the Ravens. Old. Yeah. I feel like they basically had a bye week last week against the Redskins. Football, football team. team. It's kind of a bye this week, too, because yeah. the Bengals' defense isn't very good. Bad. Uh, next up is the Jaguars at the Texans. This line is baffling. One in, so it's a 1-3 team versus 0-4. Yep. Uh, Texans are home. And you just said tex- the line is baffling. I'm going to go... Texans minus six and a half. Texans minus six and a half is exactly right. There we go. I'm going to take the Jays to cover. <laughs> I'm taking the Jags too. There, there's yeah. no life in the Houston Texans. Oh. Sometimes you do get that weird though, like interim coach like gets one good win. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a seven point win. It might be like end of the end of the game, game winning field goal. Yeah. Let's get a hoorah for Romeo Cronell, but And then they lose like seven more after that. Yeah, I don't I'm taking the Jags. I'm Minshew taking magic. the Jags, man. Gardner Minshew, that man can sling it. And they've got that undrafted rookie, James Robinson. And it's looking good. Yeah, and again the Texans worst rush defense in the league. I mean give me the Jags. The, Jags money line. Maybe it's just like because we just watched the Texans get do, destroyed. Yeah, like play terrible. Bad. But they've been just, playing – they're 0-4. Yeah. They've been playing like that well, all year. They're their coach. I mean, they're bad. Uh, next up, Raiders at the Chiefs. Rewind real quick. Uh, did you hear that J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien got into an yeah. argument before the Steelers game and Watt called out O'Brien for his coaching? Really? Yeah. I've heard – I've followed him in the and he's just like basically like he screams at everyone. Like Bill O'Brien 
is an asshole. Yeah. So, which I, you look at him, he's an asshole. Yeah. You could tell. Do you like to follow like one beat writer from like each team? No, I've kind of like learned to like follow. Oh, guys. really? Follow the only like reason them. I was following the Texans because I kept waiting for them to announce something about fans at the game. Okay. So I followed like their team thing and their beat reporter and stuff like that because I was like, okay. I, yeah. I like following like usually like a uh, an individual like blogger. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can the find best. like their best one and then yeah. Yep, I, I like doing that. Just especially when you get uh comes to game week and then it's like oh I remember hearing all this stuff throughout the season mm-hmm. and, and like just, even for fantasy football purposes you can get some insight from that. Yeah. Uh, Raiders at Chiefs. Raiders at Chiefs. It's gonna be Chiefs minus ten and a half. Thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. Wow. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chiefs too. The Raiders. They feel like they're almost similar to like the Cardinals. Like first couple weeks, it's like, oh, this team's like, Could this be team kind of gets it. They're kind of looking like a well-coached team. And then last week, I mean, they just got murdered by the Bills, who look kind of like a powerhouse, but they just look like shit out there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid said that you know you can never count the Raiders out. They you know they they'll always give it to you until the end of the game. But then I saw that the Chiefs have outscored the Raiders like 102 to 20. Two in the last like three games, really? so count out the Raiders. And I don't know if these guys are back, but like Ruggs was out, Tyrell Williams out, Brian Edwards was out last week. Like if he doesn't, those guys aren't even like that great. But and it's fun listening to them. people talk about Derek Carr. Like you know, they're you know he's still got upside. It's like the man's I think thirty. He what is, you see is what you. He get. is what he is. He's a middle of the road quarterback. I mean, oh. there's games where he'll look good, and there's games where he'll look bad, and he's not really gonna. You need a real nice. Group around him, and they oh. don't really have that. Which um, is weird because he almost won MVP before he got hurt. That one year, yeah, yeah, went, yeah. they were like eleven and three uh-huh. when he got hurt. That fell apart quick. Yeah, it did. I'll take the Chiefs as well. Next up is Rams at the Washington Football Team. It's going to be Rams minus nine and a half on the road. Rams minus seven and a half. Okay, I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams too. It sounds like yeah. What do you say, Kyle Allen starting? Um, I remember I remember watching him last year and the Panthers had DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel the Redskins or football team doesn't McLaurin and nobody oh, that's right they have McLaurin which is always nice but yeah he I can't do it on his own yeah. Rams have Jalen Ramsey so erase McLaurin now who you throwing to who's yeah. your guy uh, next up Eagles at the Steelers uh, it's gonna be Steelers minus nine and a half Steelers minus seven they're giving some respect to the Eagles, and I don't know why. I'm yeah, taking the Steelers. Basically, completely collapsed inside of itself. Yeah, I just I, love watching Jefferson go off, and all the Eagles fans are just super pissed. Just, just do yourself a favor. Just type in Jefferson Eagles into Twitter, and just get all these pissed off fans. Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager, this guy sucks. Well, he's hurt. Jeffrey's hurt. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun is hurt. Is hurt. Their whole offensive line is hurt. Teams They've got Ertz and Godert. Godert's uh, hurt. They're starting my guy, John Hightower. Godert's hurt. Godert's hurt. He's on a oh. for three weeks. Or starting uh, my guy, John Hightower. Yeah. And like, Rookie cool and all. Six rounders and uh, Zacherts. That's what they've got. So I will be taking the Steelers. Steelers by a million. Yes. And you could, I feel like you could do a teaser with like the Steelers, the Cardinals, and uh, the Panthers. You could easily win. Yeah, because you could probably spread that Panthers victory out a little, a little yeah, higher. Yeah, you can make it. Shrink make it the other yeah, lines. exactly. Oh, that'd be glorious. Uh, next up is the Colts at the Browns. Colts at Browns, uh, three and one, three and one. Yeah, wow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colts minus one and a half. Nailed it. That's impressive. That's an impressive pick there. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna take the underdog Browns. 
Nice. I'm going to take Stefanski. I feel like he's in a groove. Like, if he can start getting that offense humming, I think they can be a, a good, pretty good team. And I uh, was listening to a podcast, I think it was from NFL.com, with, like, Greg Rosenthal. Uh, but they were talking about, like, the Colts, like, red zone offense is, like, so poor. Like, it was bad against us. It was bad against the Bears. Yeah. And, like, Phillip Rivers can't fit the ball into tight windows. And I know the Browns don't have a good defense. But, you know, let the Browns just pick away at you. Let Rivers pick away at you. Get it within the 20. And then tighten up. Well, I do feel like the kind of the biggest issue with the Colts is their passing game. No. I mean, Because Jonathan Taylor looks good. That offensive line is very mm-hmm. good. But, the like, defense, Rivers is pretty sporadic. And then the receivers, I mean, T.Y. is... Fine. He's not like, T.Y. Pittman's hurt. Yeah, it's not a great group. Zach so. Pascal. I'm going to take the Browns as well. Zach Pascal. Uh, Giants at Cowboys. You're disappointing Cowboys. What a pathetic group of players. Yeah, but it's still the Giants. I'm going Cowboys minus 8.5. Cowboys minus 9.5. God, I thought I was going to be too I think high. I'm going to take the Giants to cover and lose. Really? Yeah, lose by 7. I, I don't think so. I'm going to take the Cowboys and... I won't be surprised if it is forty-two to ten by the end of the ball game. Yeah, I mean that's totally possible. I feel like the Cowboys could at some point have a like breakout blowout win with that offense. What are they doing? And well, perfect. No better time than the present against the Giants. Yeah, uh, we'll skip our Sunday night game and go to the Monday night game, which is the Chargers at the Saints. Chargers at Saints. I'm going to go Saints minus five and a half. Saints by eight and a half. Woo! Yeah, that's. Who did the Saints just play? Packer. Oh, yesterday. Oh, the Lions. They played the Lions? 35 oh, to 14. Yeah. They got down 14 or 29. What yeah. are the Lions on a bye? <coughs> Potentially. Oh, and the Packers five. are on a bye too. Yeah, week five oh. buys for the. That okay. sucks for them. That's a long stretch. Nope. So, yeah, the Saints murdered the Detroit Lions, who. I love how every year there's like always a few people that are like, Detroit finally putting it together. It's like they're fucking Detroit. You don't yeah. need to worry about them almost ever. So they yep. suck. I'm gonna take, I feel almost. I feel pretty confident we're the second best team in our division. I think maybe I'm so. crazy because I thought we were the best team and I thought Packers weren't that good and the Packers are very good and we're. But I still don't think the, the Bears don't look good at all. What's the upside with those two teams? Like, who's the? I mean, especially the Bears. Like, what's gonna come and make them better? Nothing. Nothing. They have a bad quarterback. They have a. Pretty much their bad team. their hope is that D. Filippo and Nick Foles can rekindle some magic. And, then and I don't think either of them are good at their respective jobs, so yeah, they're not counting on it. Not good at it. The Detroit maybe has a little more because they had like you know Jeffrey Okuda comes into his own. They have DeAndre Swift. Maybe he starts doing something. Galladay got back healthy. Like maybe there's something. They just I just don't think their coach is good. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like yeah, maybe the Lions can pull it together, but I think their coach will hold them back. Yeah, they don't like their coach either. There, like the, that's the man a should have been fired last year. Mm-hmm. He definitely should be fired at the end of this year. If they don't make the playoffs, I don't care if they finish 9-7, and seven, you fire that man. You should fire him. Anyways, Chargers Saints. <laughs> okay, uh, we're and it was Saints minus 8.5, you said? Yep. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover. Yeah, my heart says Chargers, but I'm taking the Saints. Like, I would See, love my to see heart says Saints. Why but, would you want to root for the Saints? Isn't that what the heart well, means? Well, I mean, I, I guess my brain tells me to choose the Saints, and the yeah. heart's like, just take the Chargers. That's what I, yeah. yeah. Only I'm going to listen to my brain, and you're going to listen to your heart. Yeah. I'm going to take my heart. Go with Justin Herbert. Looks, that, like, looks legit. Yeah. And Bruce Arians gave him some uh, some compliments, too. Did he? Yep. Yeah. Well, they were up by a lot to start the game. It was like, holy shit, look at this. He's throwing to like all these random dudes, too. He didn't even get a 
any big place to their main guys. It was oh. all these weirdos. Uh, and that brings us to Sunday night. Vikings at Seahawks. What do you got for a line? Seahawks minus seven and a half. Seahawks minus seven. So this is the only team that, only NFC team that Mike Zimmer has yet to beat. 0-4 against them? I think Including the playoff 4, game yeah. where he beat them and Blair Walsh stole a... Yeah, because we played them. Well, maybe 0 and 5. Did we play them the last three years or just the last two? two. I think, I think it's the last two and, and then, then twice the same year. Oh, that's right. We got murdered by them the year that we played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they don't have Jamal Adams. That's a plus. They just signed Snacks Harrison. We'll see if he's going to play. Oh, I didn't know that. They signed him to his, the practice squad, though, but they could elevate him. Uh, and then, I mean, you're at Seattle, but there's no fans. So that's huge he, win yeah. for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Like, in Seattle with fans, that's a loss. Now it's probably a loss. Yep. Yeah. No. Like you Tilt feel loss. you feel better about going to Seattle mm-hmm. without the fans. So if we steal a win here and we're two and three going to Atlanta, well, it's a thirteen win season and we got the at, one seed. I mean, at that point, <laughs> we got the ones. At that point, it's like we can turn this thing around. Like. Agreed. Like you this, just beat a really good Seattle team, yeah. especially if like it's more of like a punch you in the mouth kind of game mm-hmm. instead of like them stubbing their toe repeatedly and us getting. Well, lucky. I was even thinking like like 2017 compared to a shootout of 42-38. Yeah, because then you're probably thinking our defense probably still isn't good. Yeah, it's not great. But it's like if you beat Seattle and you look back and go, okay, if you'd only just not blown that Titans game. You're three and two, and this thing's flowing fine. You you lost to the Packers; they're really fucking good. You lost that game to the Colts; they kind of hit you in the mouth. But even at two and three, beating the Seahawks, you're on a two-game winning streak. I mean, you're kind of back to like, all right, this ship is back on course. And let's go get a wild card spot. Is it Atlanta at the bank? I would assume. Let me pull it up. And, and then you I go know in, I get it. You, you know, your bye and week. I get it. There's no fans, be it Atlanta or Minnesota, but like. The fact that you're home, you're in a familiar area, you know. It is, yeah. So it's home. So you beat the Seahawks, you beat the Falcons, three and three going into the bye. I mean, I mean, it's that, not the I, great like I, you could be four and two. Obviously, we aren't, and you can't look at it as well. You know, we could yeah. be four and two, but I mean, three and three a lot better than being one and five or two and four going. If you're three bye. and three, it's, you're very, I mean, that's what you're beating the you're, Seahawks and the Falcons. You're very happy. You've won three games in a row. You're at the bye week. All you have to do is what? So there's three, 10 more games left. You go six and th- six, six and four. You're at nine and seven. Yeah. Seven and three is preferred. Yeah. But I think nine Definitely and seven, if you're nine a good and team. seven, you're in the conversation for that yeah. seven seed. You just need a little help. I, it, it would kind of be nice if this Falcon game was first. I feel like it's really going to be demoralizing losing the Seahawks and going and being one and four. It's like you're one and four, even if you beat the Falcons. Whoop de fucking do, you know? Because then you got to go to Lambo yeah. again. I get it, no fans, but still. Once you get past that, though, Lions, Bears, Cowboys, Panthers, Jags, Bucks. Okay, that decent. Bears, Saints, Lions. Obviously, we're not a good team. You just lose to the Bucks and you're eight and one. Coming out of that stretch, that means what are you eleven uh, and five? Lose lose <laughs> to the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Bucks. We're in the West Games. That's ten, 10 and, and six. You know, maybe we're not as bad as I thought we were two weeks ago. We got a shot here, fellas. <laughs> I just think it's funny how it can go from like Kubiak's brain damage. He's he's senile. He's lost everything. He doesn't know what he's doing. 
And then, or, you know, Kirk Cousins is a complete disaster. How are we going to get out of this contract? But we, you know, that was a bunch of articles about like, you know, how can they trade him? What can they do to get out of this? Tank for Trevor. He didn't just forget how to play football. Like he is what he is. He's going to have games like the Texans where he looks pretty good. And he's going to totally fucking drop the ball in collapsing games. And that's the thing. Like you, you've said it the entire season. Like, you know, Kirk does play bad, like a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. It just happened weeks one through three rather than week three, week seven, and week 14. Yeah, and really, I don't think he played back week three, did he? What are you doing? The, the, the pick six again. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was called back against the Texans. That was called but. back. And at, it, when you watch it, it's like, okay, that game wasn't his fault. That was the offense line's yeah, fault. But, but still, like, I the Colts game was, like, and the, there was a lot of just, like, missed. He didn't play great. He completely collapsed in the Colts game. It was terrible. He was mediocre in the other two. But. Expect there could possibly be a Kirk meltdown in uh, Sunday night football against Seattle. So, yeah, I've seen him throw it backwards in Seattle before. So I don't know. Yeah, I've seen him on primetime. You know, I know you know it's a tired storyline, but it's kind of a real thing. Did we do Monday night last year? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was so. Monday it's night. been Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night last mm-hmm. three years. I'm really glad it's Sunday night because those Monday night announcers, I'm just not a fan. Like. Uh, they're, they're they're better than, they're last, better than last, last year, but it was rough on Monday night when you had Romo and Nance because they pushed back that game to go to and Steve then you Levy jumped, and yeah, Lewis and it was like, yeesh, this is like weird. Yeah, this no, I, I I didn't mind, I didn't mind Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick the first couple weeks, but yeah, when you like go from Jim Nance and Tony yeah. Romo to them, it's like and maybe that's not fair because it definitely is better than last year. Yeah, but it's a. Compared to the best to them, it was like, yikes. It is really nice going from, like, Vikings game to CBS, Jim Nance, Tony Romo to Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of Chris Collinsworth, but... I think it's a good Sunday night. Like, I like that crew. Yeah. And I think Chris Collinsworth is, like, one of... Besides Tony Romo, probably, like, my favorite analyst to listen to on a broadcast. It just feels like... He's so weird. I get that. But, like, he played the game... Mm-hmm. He's got a good voice, and for the most part, he does kind of know what he's talking about. And I do like that he brings like analytics into it, mm-hmm. where Al Michaels is like old school football and likes to gamble. Yeah, he starts talking <laughs> with lines like vaguely. Yeah. I, I do. I like how it's those two are like kind of the premier announcers, kind of like Romo and Answer. So it feels like a big game. It's weird when you're on Monday Night Football and it's like this this random group of three guys that changes every other year because they can't find a crew. Yeah. You know, it's like, they, you they, need like the Madden and Summerall, the, you know, Michaels and I don't know who you had before. Michaels and Madden. Michaels and Madden. And then they had, you know, so it's, it, it just feels like a bigger game. And now like ESPN needs to figure out their shit and get like a good Monday Night Crew in there. And yeah. Just stick and with it. and maybe it a, is these guys. They just need to like get some time under their belt. Well, that's like during the off season, I was reading a lot about like, who are they going to do for yeah. like e- Monday Night Football? And somebody wrote an article. I forget who it was or what it was on. But they were talking about like old Monday Night Football and how ABC made it like an event. Like you, yeah. you had to watch Monday Night uh-huh. Football or you felt left out. And as soon as they switched to ESPN, they didn't do that anymore. Like I remember ABC, you could always see like they had like a concert outside the stadium. Oh, really? You know, and I remember, like, I don't know, they were in, like, Nashville, and, you know, mm. there'd be some country concert going on outside, and then they'd go from the concert, go into the stadium, and Monday Night Football. It's like a on. bigger deal. Yeah. yeah, and now it's like you get shit games where, like, even... Well, they've lost that, too, because the other networks, like, a lot of times get to, like, pick their premier games before even Monday Night gets Yeah, to. but even, like, with all the leftover games, yet they, sometimes they pick the Jaguars and Dolphins. It's mm-hmm. like... Why? 
Oh, well, it's a divisional battle or, you know, Battle of Florida. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Monday night has lost its luster. To me, it's the Sunday night game is usually a better game. And has better announcers and feels more like a big game. And probably because it's on national TV, that's probably Yeah, it helps too because, yeah, ESPN is only, you know, cable or whatnot. Which is weird. ESPN, ABC. Yeah, why don't they just just air it on ABC? Want people to subscribe to cable? Who knows? Uh, Viking Seahawks, who you got? Viking Seahawks. I'm sure. Oh, we already heard the line. I'm taking Vikings. I'm Vikings by a million. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, We'll see you guys next week.